always blessing us. I pray I will be a blessing to you. Y'all always treat us so well. I was thinking, Brother Shannon, uh, at Sunday school this morning, and I uh, used a passage about when David and his mighty men went and got water for him when David said he, he just wanted a little water from the well of Bethlehem and how his three mighty men went in there and fought, risked their lives just to go get what the king wanted. And uh, not that he demanded it, not that he said he had to have it. He just simply said, I sure would like a sip of water from that well. And they took out and went and got it. And uh, y'all always are, are blessing us. You know, something said, done. Y'all always going out of the way, sacrificing for us. So thank y'all. Always blesses my heart for sure. So, But I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter number 1. Matthew chapter number 1. And I'm just going to uh, read verse 18 through verse number 25. And So let, let's just read this passage. In Matthew 1, 18, the scripture says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about it, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and he took to him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name. Jesus. Father, we thank thank you and are thankful that we can celebrate Jesus. We're thankful that we can rejoice in your grace. We're thankful today that we can be delighted in the wonder and awe of your birth and the wonder and awe of your uh, desire for us, and the fact that you have been relentless in pursuing us. We give you praise and glory, and we ask for help even on this day as we uh, reflect and think and ponder and look to uh, your truth for answers. So we ask for your help to illuminate it, that we can comprehend and that you would speak to our heart. We love you, we're thankful for you, and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, on the ride back, I got to thinking yesterday, I was I was noticing, and all of you have seen this 
in times past, as you travel down the road, it doesn't, you don't have to go far to see it. But you ever notice those big old uh, those gas uh, price illuminated signs on the highway? Like, um, what's a couple of them out there that normally has the best prices? Which ones are they? Uh, tell us about it. Um, pilot. pilot. Y'all know the big pilot sign. We got one in a big pilot in, in Meridian. You're riding down the road, you see the sign. It's normally illuminated. They have uh, what unleaded is for. And right now over in North Carolina, it was around right around uh, 320 a gallon. In uh, South Carolina, it was three... What was it? Excuse me, two two ninety five in South Carolina. In Georgia, it was back up to about three twenty, three nineteen, three twenty. Alabama was was um, uh, two ninety nine, two ninety five in some places. But everywhere along the highway, they had these big signs, and you take like Pilot, and there's another one out there. What's another one that normally has a big tall? Raceway has one. Loves has one. Petro has them. You know, when you can tell who who puts up the highest uh, sign. You see, when somebody puts the highest sign up, that, that's saying they committed. That no matter what's going on, they're committed. They have to be committed to have some of the best prices for gas compared to everybody else. You know, you see signs like BP and... and um, uh, marathon and different ones, and they normally little signs on the side of the road just to let, let you know you can get some gas, but they normally not quite in the competitive nature with with Murphy's or Petro or Pilot or Raceway or Racetrack or some of these other gases. But but you you really consider Pilot for an example. I kept I noticed all the way from North Carolina all the way back, Pilot had the high signs. They were higher than anybody else's. Why do you think they do that? I think they do that, one, they want you to know that, that where we are, but they also want us to know that they're going to be committed to have the best gas prices along the highway, no matter how you look at it. That's you got to be if you're going to make, put the biggest sign up, right? Well, you see, I, the, as I was thinking about that riding back, that, that we, the Scriptures refer to us as being a, a banner of the Lord, one that he raises up. The Lord is our banner. It's a a marker, a banner of a marker, and and when we as believers really are committed at no matter the cost, no matter what it's going to cost us, we we have the best answer for all solutions in life, and his name is Jesus. We ought to raise our banner high, amen? Because we committed that no matter what, we have the answer to life's issues. Even though life... At times, it's super sweet, and there's times that life is, is bitter. We see that. You see signs. You ever see people wearing shirts or on back or, or bumper stickers? You know, bumper stickers tell us a lot about uh, our culture and the way it thinks. You ever see those bumper stickers say, life is good? Well, life ain't always good. When people ask me, sometimes people get offended. They say, I ask them, how you doing? They say, oh, boy, life's treating me good. How's it treating you? I say, well, life's treating me terrible. Jesus treat me real good. Life will put a whooping on you, amen? How many of you have been whooped a little bit by life? It will. You know, Scripture says all the days of man are, 
are full of sorrow. Uh, that We live in a fallen world, and life that we live in cannot give us life, especially for the life hereafter. But we have, we have the word, we have the message that God is with us, amen? amen? And we need to lift that up high. And we need to be committed that, hey, I may not have the answer to everything, but I know who does. I may not be able to answer what you're going through or what you're in, but I can, I can lead you to the one who can give you the answer and give you help to get through where you are. Matter of fact, he'll go into trouble with you. His name is Emmanuel. He's with us. Amen. The picture of this virgin birth of God coming by way of a woman through her womb to enter into this world and that when Jesus was born, uh, the Scriptures tell us prophetically from Isaiah seven fourteen that they, plural, they, not just uh, Mary, not just Joseph, but they, that is those who will recognize who He is, that He's come the way God said He was going to come. He's in fulfillment of what God had promised He would be in fulfillment of. We would say... His name is Emmanuel. God has come and tabernacled with us. Amen. He's with us. And if God is with us, that also helps us recognize that God is for us. To him be the glory. Amen. That he is for us. And I don't necessarily have to be right there's something in me that wants to be right. Is there something in you that wants to be right? You ever get in an argument with somebody or, or heated debate over things and, and you feel like you're right, they feel like they're right? Tell me that ever happened to you? You ever, you ever talk with somebody? I mean, it, it could be. A, you, ever, you ever have a, a conversation with your daughter and you're right and she's right and y'all just keep bumping heads? Has that ever happened? Just like, Greg, you and Janet, do y'all ever bump heads a little bit? Me and Stephanie sometimes, I'm telling you. And, 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 and you, men, we know how it is. Look, when, when them women question your rightness, I just want you to brussel you up, doesn't it? Like, well, why do you want to do it? Because I just said that's what I wanted to do. I don't have to explain myself, amen? I'm not the only one, right? Uh, well, i I, I got to ask myself, is it more important for me to be right or is it more important for me to have the right influence? What is it? Should be to have the right influence. Therefore, there are times that I may be dealing with somebody who may not recognize that God is with us and that he's, that God is not for us. And I don't have to necessarily be the one that, that is right. I, I, can, I can confidently understand who I am and what he's done. And, and yes, that is true. He is with us and he is for us, whether everybody else doesn't agree with that or not. But what's more important is not to get in a battle and argue over these things. What's more important is have the right influence. And have the right influence means at times I, can, I just need to back down. Amen so that I can do more in the long run than being right today. That'll help. I think it'll help me. I don't always do that. I wish I, wish I can say that I have, Mama Rob. But sometimes I want to make sure everybody knows that I'm right. 
And that often has a way of crippling my influence, which should be right. Are you with me? There's a difference. And, and as we lift up that, that banner of the gospel, of the message of the coming of the Lord, that God is with us and God is for us, and for him to be with us and for us the way that we need him to be, he had to be God like us in the sense that he had to take on flesh. And he was tempted like we are tempted. And because he's for us, he's with us. And because he became like us, he can, he can connect with you and me in, the, in that area because we know Jesus was never wrong. Amen? But we don't find him arguing over what was right or what was wrong. He made a declaration of what and who he believed and what he believed. But we don't see this major debate where he would get in these arguments and fights. He'd just declare what was the truth and he would proclaim it. And the aim was is that his influence would have an impact bigger than even the fact of what he was doing right then. Remember when he told his disciples, he says, look, you do greater works than I. You will. We together, when we make it a point in our life to recognize that, yes, God is with us. He is for us. He became like us. For what? As the name Jesus says, God saves us. He'll save his people from his sins. The agenda of God ain't changed, amen? Having that right influence is more important than being right at times. And we just have to learn how to work through those details and how to help people. You ever been with somebody and they're throwing out feelers to you? You know, they, they, they want your advice on something. Like on a job, they throw feelers out, you know, like you women do. You, you women do that to us men about your clothes that time. You ever ask your husband what, what, if this looks good or don't look good? You set us up for trouble when you do that. Are you with me? Uh, you, you, did they ever, they ever do that? What do you think about this? And what do you think about that? What about these shoes? And, and I say, I like that one. So well, I was kind of like the other one. Well, that's the one you should have went with. Why would you ask me? Oh, mama. <laughs> I think that was this morning, huh? Or every day. <laughs> but you ever, you ever get those? We've got to learn how to recognize the difference between feelers and strong declarations. You see, when people make a strong declaration and you think they just want a little advice and you go against them, that's where these big arguments start happening. Sometimes people just want to be affirmed. Sometimes they want you to advise them. And sometimes they want to argue with you. We need to ask God to help us in this culture we live because this is the agenda. Now, this is what, what Christ came for. This is what Christmas is all about, having the right influence on people. If God came to be with us, if he is... If he is for us and he's like us and he desires to save people and I'm a, a vessel of his mercy, as we read in Romans 9 this morning, I'm a tool that God wants to use to have an influence on people. So i got to ask the Lord, help me when somebody is just wanting a little advice, they throw out the feelers to me. 
or when they want me to affirm them and what they're already in, or if they want to defend where they are and they're looking to argue with me, I've got to recognize either I can be right or I can have the right influence, the influence that Christ came to have an influence upon me and have an influence upon them. I've got to keep my banner high, but I also have to be discerning. I have to think, I have to ask God for help. Because sometimes I don't pick it up. I think they want to uh, give a feeler, and I try to give them a little advice, and that advice was actually uh, they was wanting affirmation. And when somebody's wanting affirmation and you give them advice, that sets up a, an atmosphere for their defense. And if you're not careful, then you go to a defense. And before you know it, you're butting heads over something. I know you know what I'm talking about. You've been there before. But what we want to have is the right influence on people. To know that, hey, we, we can back down and not be walked over. Amen? I don't have to win this particular argument so that I can be right. I can back down a minute and wait and ask God to help me. Like some of this controversy going on right now we see with with the Duck Dynasty people. You know, that's, that's, that's hot talk all over the country, right? Matter of fact, probably around the world. And there's going to be people who's going to throw out feelers for y'all, for me. There's going to be people who want affirmation. And there's going to be people who want to argue about it. And I don't have to be right. Look, we're thankful for people who take a stand. But always remember, just like when the angel of the Lord approached Joshua, Joshua seen the angel of the Lord. He was standing there before him, the commander of the Lord's army, and he was standing there with his sword drawn. And, 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 and Joshua asked him, he said, Are you for us or for, for them? He didn't acknowledge that he was for Joshua or for them. He says, I am for the Lord, and I am for the Lord's will. I am for the Lord of hosts. I am for God Almighty. I don't take a stand on your side or their side. I am for Jesus. Amen? And that's the way we've got to recognize. I stand for Jesus. And if Phil Robertson stands for Jesus, we'll stand together. Amen? We stand on the gospel. We stand for the Lord. Because at the same time, we know that, that people are just looking for something to contradict what we do. And if I want to be right, I can give them all the ammunition they need to discredit me or discredit us rather than, hey, I want to have the right influence. I don't have to win in this. We'll let God work this out in his own time. What I need them to know is that I had a redeemer who thought about me. He thought about me enough to come and be, be part of us. Amen. You think about this. I'm going to give you, I'm going to throw some words out for you. They, they, these kind of things help me remember stuff. A little flow to help share with people around you on the job and uh, share the Christmas message is that God thought about us. He had a plan. Before time, Jesus was slain, right? He thought about us. He came and fought for us. That is, he came and lived and lived a sinless life, went to the cross did the battle, the victory has been won. He thought, he thought about us. He fought for us. And on the cross, he bought us when he paid a ransom for us. And now what he's doing, well, what he's done is he sought us. 
He sent people with the good news, the gospel message to tell us about the cross. He called us. And since then, he's, he's taught us how to live for him. Just think about that for a minute. I don't know about preachers like words like that, you know, like starting messages or sharing points that all had the same alliterated points to it. Think about it. He thought it. He did what? He thought it. He fought for it. He bought it. He sought us. He called us. And he taught us or he's teaching us how to live. You can remember that, huh? Just think about that flow. This has been God's plan from way back, from before time ever began. He thought this out of how he was going to rescue men. And it was going to come through him becoming God with us, Emmanuel. He was going to come through a woman. He was going to go to a cradle with his intentions to go to the cross. He was going to fight for our lives because he's for us. Amen? Amen. Didn't he win our salvation? Didn't he buy or purchase our life? He bought us with his own blood. And then he sought us out, brought the gospel to us. The gospel called us, captured us, that we were sinners. And yet while sinners, under the wages of the sins of death, we recognize by way of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, that our sins have been paid for. We've been bought at a price. He called us, and then he's taught us how to live, to have the right influence upon the world we live in. So I just want to encourage you over the next couple of days, and remember, we, we're going to redeem the time, but this message is applicable year-round, amen? amen? This ain't just a, a Christmas thing. The story of Christ is just not about Christmas. It's about a life. It's about how we live and who we belong to. And if we're going to lift up the banner, we need to lift it up high. Why? Because we're committed. We're committed. We're committed and unashamed of the good news of Jesus. We have the best answer, the only answer, for not just this life, but life to come. Amen? Amen. He's God with us. He is God for us because he became God, God like us. He became one of us, yet without sin, so that he can, God, save us. Jesus, that's who he is. Share the story, amen. amen. Share your story. Nobody can share it as good as you. Just share your story of what he's done for you. Now, you've got to be caught by him. You've got to be bought. And if you ain't being taught, it's because you ain't been bought. Amen? Just remember that. These things, bought, taught, sought, fought, thought. You can remember that. I know you can. You can help people. If you ain't been taught, because you ain't been bought. Because when you've been bought, you've been caught by Jesus. Amen? That's what he came for. May he help us and use us for his glory. Would you stand with me? Father, we bless you and thank you. Thank you for a living testimony. I pray that you help us be committed 
and weigh the cost. Help us, Lord, with this idea of just wanting to have the right influence on people. Teach us how to be tender, how to be compassionate, how to be forgiven, how to take hurts and wounds and when people doesn't want us and don't want to hear what we have, we, we, we pray that we would, would, would learn that it's more important to have your influence over our lives so that we can influence those around us rather than taking our stand and being right. Help me. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm.